Tell you what, if you have your Bibles, let's go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And I was between a few different passages uh, of Scripture today. But I, really, I think I want to. I think I want to stay with uh, with James three tonight. Um, amen. I just want to go to that text real quick. Amen. You guys with me? How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Just everybody seems like there's just like a real calmness tonight in church. I mean, it's like there's a real there's a real peace tonight and just. Everybody's like, you know, r- real relaxed, so so praise God. Praise God. Uh, James, it's, uh, let's actually go to James 3, and we're going to start at verse 2. It's an interesting how it starts. I'm going to read out the NLT. It says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want it by means of small bits in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses, to, chooses it to go. Even though the winds are strong in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that, make, that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a, great, can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. Hallelujah. Woo. The tongue, I'm telling you, it's a flame of fire. It is the whole world of, uh, world of wickedness, corrupting your entire, entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is re- re- restless. There we go. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come from pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Father, tonight I thank you that as we continue to, to get into your word, as we, as we look at the words that we speak, the things that come out of our mouth, may, may we recognize what our words are purposed to do, that our, that our words give life. So, Father, I thank you that, God, that as we bring, our, as we bring our, our, our speech into the discipline of faith, may we increase ever more. Lord, may we grab a hold of the true meaning and power of the things that we speak in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, last week, one of the things that we begin to get in, you know, we, we kind of started to get into was uh, was the, the was the very nature of the things that come out of our mouth. And, you know, I, I, I want to take a little bit of time and just even, you know, help people understand, because one of the things that when I first got saved, it was one of the things that I truly didn't I, I didn't have a, 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 the, the, the greatest understanding of. I didn't under, understand that, you know, that you know, there was a scripture like James 3 that talked about how, how the tongue can be used for blessing or it can be used for cursing. Now, I, I was more in tune of, I had the understanding that the tongue could be used for cursing, 
I know that, you know, you, you could say bad things, you could say negative things, but I never really, I never really kind of understood, you know, saying, having a positive confession or speaking positive things, how, how that could, in, how that could also impact my life. I just, I didn't, you know, it, you think maybe this is common sense, but, you know, you know, it wasn't something that I had a true grasp of. Not until I got saved and I begin to learn about the things of God, I begin to realize that my words, the very things that come out of my mouth, have true power. That, you know, that blessing can come out of my mouth or cursing can come out of my mouth. And, you know, I, I realize real quick, even in my Christian walk, I don't want to be cursed. Amen. I, you got, you know, right? Nobody, we don't want to be cursed. We want to we walk under the fullness and the blessing of God. Amen. So it's important that we understand that our words carry power. The very things that come out of our mouth carry power. You know, my kids growing up, you know, one of the things that I think that was instilled in me that I kind of understood was, you know, you know, my dad would tell me, son, you need to think before you speak. I don't know if anybody had a parent like that. My parent, my, my parent was like that. But it was one of the things that all three of my kids would, you know, especially my boys, if they work with me, you know, whether out of frustration or something, I might say, you know, you know, think before you respond or think before you speak. And I got to tell you, to be honest right now, that's something that has helped me through my whole entire Christian walk. Thinking before I open my mouth. Thinking before... I, I, before my tongue hits something and I say something that may not be edifying, that may not be built up. You know, do you know that you can speak death over your life? I mean, I, you know, I know people that have actually spoken. You know, I, I've heard people make this. I'm not going to live long. I'm not going to live long. I'm not going to live long. You know, I remember at one point in my life, I probably I, and I believe that I had said that. And I asked God to forgive me. Now that I'm saved and I'm on the other side, I, you know, God, forgive me for what I, I want to live to be long. Amen. I want to have a life that's purposed. So it's important that you understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's one of the things I promise you guys that when, when you first get saved and you first begin the walk of faith with God, if you, will, if you will bring your tongue, you will bring the things that you say under the discipline of God and under the discipline of faith, your life will go, from, it, it will go much quicker. It will, it will move much quicker into the things of God. And I tell you, and I'm going to tell you, this is the honest truth. This is a continual thing in your life. That you, that you know, it, it's, but you know, this is the one thing about it being continual. You control it. Revelation. And see, that was one of the revelations that I got. Was that I control what comes out of my mouth. Amen. So you, we, we all understand that. We, you guys with me so far? So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and dive into this a little more tonight. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always excited about the Word of God. And I'm excited about a topic that, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, in my life, it's something that I, that I have worked on as a Christian. And it was one of the things that I, I realized early on that when I got saved, I needed to watch what I said. I needed to watch what came out of my mouth. You know, and I'll say this because, you know, growing up, you, you know, some of you guys may have, you know, heard things coming out of, your, you know, other people that had an influence in your life. Maybe it was a parent or an uncle or a cousin. You know, you're never going to be this. You're never going to graduate school. You're never going to have this. You're never going to have it. You're always going to have a house payment. You're always going to have a car payment. You're, you're never going to have. You may have heard things like that. And, anybody? Because, you know, I, I know that, that that's a re reality. 
that you may ne- you know people may have spoke things over your life but once you get to a point where you're of age it's one of the reasons why I love talking with kids because you know what I do with kids I always tell them you can be whatever you want to be amen you you can be the president of the United States you 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 can own a business you can run a McDonald's. You, you can do all this. And it's like, you know what you know what you're doing? You're sowing seeds in your speaking life in, into your children. Who all in here wants good things for their children? Do, you, you hear me? Do you want good? I'm going to tell you that one of the keys to having good things for your children, it's speaking life into them. You know, my children, you know, and I'm, I'm jumping already around a little bit, but this stuff is so important when we, when we begin to walk in faith. You know, I, I, we speak over our kids when they were babies and they were in the, in the baby beds. Lord, I thank you that no sickness nor, nor disease is going to come upon my children. I'm speaking that over my kids. Amen. I'm speaking, you know, we're praying for our kids as spouses. You know, we prayed for Zane's wife. Amen. That she would be a Holy Ghost filled woman. And love the Lord. And she does. Amen. We prayed over that. Lord, thank you that you're going to give him a good wife. You're going to give him a good help, helpmate. You're going, to, you're going to bless him with a good wife. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. So amen, Ray. Amen. So, so he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So, so it's good to find a good wife. But, you know, that's the thing. You can begin to set yourself up by how you pray and by the things that you speak. And so it's important that you understand, attach yourself to, to, to the things that you speak. And I tell you what happens is that when you get saved, and you, you sometimes, you know, after you get saved, and, and you're, you're born again, and you're working through the process of being born again, and you're saved, you'll say something, and the Holy Spirit will check you on it. Anybody ever get checked by the Holy Ghost? Man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that to my wife. That's not what Jesus would do. I shouldn't have said that to my husband. That's not what Jesus would do. What am I thinking? Why did I say that? That's the, that, that. But see, you know, can I promise you, understand something. That's what the Holy Spirit's purpose is, is, is there to do, is to bring about a conviction. Guess what? So that you can make a change. That you, it's so that you can make a change and not return back to that same pattern. So that you can move into a place where, hey, the things that I'm speaking, the things that I'm saying are going to line up with the Word of God. Because listen, you, we have a world that's not lining up with the Word of God. Go be and do whatever you want to do. Sleep with as many people as you want to sleep with. You, you can go out and you can do this and you can do that. You, you, you know, that that's a world that we're living in. You know, but I'm going to tell you, you know, because people say you can do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to tell you, this is the honest truth. There are consequences. (laughs) There are consequences. And a lot of times, even the younger people, that's why I love talking with young kids. They may not, you know, they, they may not understand it now, but there are consequences for actions. There are consequences for actions. Amen. Amen. So listen, this is what I want to get into tonight because, you know, we, we talked about this last week. We talked about bringing our speech under the discipline of faith. And, you know, I, I want to go a little bit further tonight with this topic because, you know, the, the things that you filter into your life are so important and they're so critical. And what I mean by the things that you filter in, you know, because one of the things I said last week and I felt like I needed to camp out a little bit tonight in this, you know, it's by what you hear and it's by what you see. What, what you filter into your life you know, will ultimately determine, it will ultimately de- determine the steps that you take or, or the areas in which you position yourself. And, you know, and, and I'll say this because even over the last two nights, you know, um, you know I went to a revi- revival meeting. 
And, you know, they say, what, pastor goes to a revival meeting? Yeah, I, I went to a revival meeting because one of the things that I recognize that it's important for me in my life is to have the Word of God filtered into my life, to go and listen to, to men of God preach faith. Because I, I want to be a better preacher, amen? So it's good to go and get impartation. Because, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's good to get that. So one of the things that will help us will help us with the things that we say is, is it, it will always go back to what we allow filtered in through our mind, filtered in through our, our, our soul. Our soul is our mind and our will and our emotions. You know, and this is one of the key things because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And, you know, I thought about this today and I thought about even, even the things. Hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I, and I think, well, that's how faith comes. But you, do you understand also that there can be things that you hear are, are that are contrary to the word of God that can come into your mind so you know it's one of the ways in which we learn everybody take your Bibles go to Romans chapter 12 real quick because I, I want you to see this because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this connection by by hearing and seeing and once you go to Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 it's probably just two And this is a common passage, but it, it's so important to understand that, that, you know, when you're born again, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. So it's to be in a place where you don't ignore, you don't ignore the Spirit of God. You guys with me at Romans 12? Amen. It says, uh, verse 1, it says, I appeal, you, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sac sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it, it's important that you understand that that you right now, as, as a believer, can have a renewed mind. Because it's the Spirit of God that lives inside of you. Amen? You know, what was the scripture we read out of Ephesians last week? Anybody remember? Anybody remember the scripture out of Ephesians? Ephesians 3.21. Somebody want to read that real quick? It's kind of like Bible study night. Ephesians 3.21. Okay, 3.20. Let's read that part. Sorry, I, it was 3, yeah. three. Yeah. Read Ephesians 3.20. Here. Read that. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Okay, so, so right here. It's the power of God that's living in us. Amen. That helps us, that helps us with our speech, that helps us with our walking things out with God. And one of the things that I want you to understand is that things will filter through us. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So there's a filter in which things come into our, our, our body. It's, it's also like seeing. It's one of the reasons why I, 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 you know, I work with young people, even over pornography and things like that. Because what happens in, was, was when people begin to see things and it gets scribed into their mind and it gets scribed into their heads, you know, that, that will burn almost an image in their head. And it's not easy to get that stuff out of your life once it's there. 
Because it, it, it's, it's kind of like seared into your mind. That's why pornography is so addictive. And it's why we, you know, why we work hard to pull people away from that. Because, you know, because it begins to mess with the mind. But once you're born again, it's important that you understand this. That once you're born again, there's the spirit man in you that's, that's alive and it, it's woke up. It's woke up. Now, I want you to understand that's one of the things that you have to begin to exercise in faith. You have to exercise the spirit man. And that's the thing. Everything will filter through the mind, good or bad. Everything will filter through the mind. And, you know, one of the thing about the, this is the key. One of the things with the believer that's different than the unbeliever is that you now have the Holy Spirit as a part of that filter. You have the Holy Spirit of God that helps you filter things, filter things. Does that make sense that, you know, that I shouldn't look at this. I shouldn't listen to this. I shouldn't say this. It's the filter. And so that's that whole process of being transformed, being, be, being transformed, having a transformed mind. That's one of the things that God wants us truly to walk in is a transformed and a renewed mind. Amen. And we can do that with the things of the Holy Spirit. It's like rejecting sin. It's pushing sin away. Because I'm not ignoring what the Holy Spirit's telling me to do. The Holy Spirit's revealing a truth to me now. Now I need to walk into that. And, you know, this is the key. Because once you begin to realize the truth of the Word of God, you now can, it, can which in return, begin to speak those things out of your mouth. I'm going back to this. Watch this. Because words carry power. Words carry power. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to tolerate this in my life anymore. Lord, I, I, I thank you right now. I'm speaking against, you know, I, you know, you know, even like pornography, you know, you know, if anybody's on Facebook or anything like that, you get you'll get requests. You'll get requests. Guys will get requests from girls, you know, and then you're like, I don't know who this is. And you, and you click on it and it says, see my nude pictures. I, you know, I, I like to talk about real things because these are real life issues. And listen, if you don't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you don't, you don't, you don't have that check in your spirit. Oh, wait, let's check that out. And then you get a virus. <laughs> yeah, you get, then you get a virus. Then you gotta, then you gotta trash your phone, and then you gotta do, then you gotta get another phone. But it's like there's the check of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit's purpose is. So you, you understand that you begin to set yourself up by the things of God. The very power, Ephesians 3.20, the, the power of God now dwells inside of you. When you get saved and when you get born again, that's, it's alive in you. You have to understand that it's really alive. And, he, and God wants to, he, he, he wants to help you through these things. Amen. Amen. So what we filter, what we allow to come into our mind, what we see, what we hear matters. So, you know, I, I just, you know, coming back around that point, because I did touch it last week, but it, it's so critical and important that you understand that. I'm going to skip that, skip that section. You know, I want to tell you that this is what helps you change. As a believer, this is the thing that will help you grow in your faith is when you recognize this, this power source on the inside of you. And, you know, one of the things that I, I bring this back around to is I bring this back around to confession. You know, last week we talked about confession. And I want you to understand that even tonight, you know, the Bible says, and, and I said this last week, death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
So you, you have to understand that we can speak death over a situation or we can speak life over a situation. You know, what you say truly matters. You know, why it's important, because, you know, one of the things I learned out early on in my Christian walk, because, and this is one of the things that happen, happen a lot, is you, you, when you start going to church, you, you, see, you see the person that's maybe a, a pastor or a lay person, you, you begin to, to look at that person as, you know, the person that can help get you, that can, can help you move along in things. And that's good because you should be able to look at a leader like that. But one of the things that, you know, I realized early on as we were missionaries was one of the things that my wife and I really wanted to focus on was teaching people how to pray and teaching people how to speak things out of their mouth, speaking the word of God, believing what the word of God says. And, you know, and, and, and honestly, to our amazement, that was one of the things that was one of the greatest things that we had an opportunity to see happen when we were in Hawaii. Because we would go tell them and we would teach people. We would say, you know, your words have power. You, you, do you know that the Bible says that you can lay hands on the sick and the sick can recover? And they were like, okay, yeah. And, you know, and, and I think it's, it's really remarkable because it's, it's a faith. Because they've seen it in the word of God and they've seen it as truth. And, you know, and we would, we would go back to church on another, you know, this was early on when we were in the missions field. We'd go back on a, to a church on a Wednesday and it was very casual. Nobody really made a big deal out of it. You know, they'd say, hey, pastor, you know, we went over to so-and-so's house the other night and the baby was sick. And, you know, we, we confessed out of our mouth what the word of God said. We, we prayed over them what the word of God actually said. And, you know, and, the, and you know what? They got better. They got better. I mean, I want you to understand that, that there's some elementary things that we can do as children of God. That we can confess and speak the word of God over things. And, you know, and, and to my amazement, you know, because, you know, we were new into this. We were learning. We, 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 we were just doing our best, our very best to be able to pastor and teach people. But one of the things early on was we begin to understand was, you know what, we can speak life over being in the missions field or we can speak death. Because, you know, I've heard a lot of stories of missionaries that spoke death. Well, it's tough. It's going to be tough. Oh, it's going to be hard. You know, we heard it when we went to Hawaii, you know, in Hanab. You know, that's the graveyard of preachers over in Hanab. People never make it over there. You know, we, we heard that stuff. But we never confessed out of our mouth how hard it was or how hard it was going to be. We were like, this is great. This is awesome. We, we, we just begin to love the people. So understand that your confession, the things that you can, you know, you can make your life hard by what you speak. You guys with me? You know, is this okay tonight? I just, I want you, everybody, you got, everybody okay, okay, everybody's good with me then. You know, so the things that we confess out of our mouth are very important. You know, um, you know I'll say this even about finances. Never had the revelation of, of true, uh, what it meant to, to understand finances. You know, my parents were in business, grew up in business, but, you know, and, and, and I'm not faulting my parents. It was just something nobody really ever showed them to be able to show me how to do it. My parents were in business. I knew nothing about business other than the fact that I would like to be in business one day. But, you know, nobody showed me how to do that. Nobody taught me how to do that. You know, my parents didn't teach me any, anything about business, though they were in business. But, you know, even one of the things I heard my parents talk about, well, how hard it was. How hard it was, and you know, and how, how how at times it was just really tough. And I and I know that it was. I, I live with them, so so I knew the elements of how tough and how hard it could be at times. 
But something, and like I said, I'm going to tell you, something happens when you get saved. You don't look at things as tough anymore. You don't look at things as impossible. Amen? You don't look, you don't look at things as like, man, I, I, I can't do this. When, I, when you're born again and when you're saved, you begin to confess things differently. So I want to encourage you tonight. Man, you, you want to change your life at the quickest pace that you can change it. You change it the quickest at any given point in time when you begin to change your speech. When you begin to change the things that come out of your mouth, that's when you'll see the biggest transformations take place. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so dear to this and so true to this because I know how powerful words are. I, I know how powerful words are. I mean, because words are powerful. Amen. You know, words are so powerful that God spoke the world into existence. He spoke it. He spoke the word world into existence. That's how that's how that's how. That's how great words are. That's how great words are. So, guys, listen, you have this you have this power and faith working through you. It's the Holy Spirit. And listen, you know, one of the things that you have to understand is that the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll help you and he'll show you the things that you even need to say. Amen. He will he will show you how to pray. You know, I'll, I'll tell you as an example that the Holy Spirit, this power working inside of you and this. We were on our way to, to Pittsburgh last night and I just I got a quickening over our son. I don't know if he's watching tonight. He's not with us tonight. He's with he's with his grandma. I just got a quickening in my spirit to pray for him. And I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was just like, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my son. And I just, you know, even as I was walking into the church, I was just, Lord, thank you for my son. I thank you, Lord, for his life. I thank you that he's blessed. He's, he's going to be blessed. Lord, he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to know long life. Amen. He's going to live to see, to, to, to see a hundred. Like, you know, and I, I just begin to utter things like that out of my mouth. And it was the quickening of the Holy Spirit. So understand that when, when, when there's a quickening and, and the power of God inside you kind of lights up, you know, and you're thinking, what is that? And, and, you know, and then it's like there's a, there's a quickening to, to be able to, well, what do I do? You know, it's not so, understand, it's not sometimes, well, I don't know what to do with this thought. Uh, can I tell you what you can do? You can pray. You can pray. I, I, I know I don't want this to seem complicated, but you can pray. You know, I just, you know, and if you don't know what to do with the thought, it's okay to reach out and ask someone. Hey, you know, I just had this thing. You know, will you pray with me over this situation? We're a praying church. People in here know people. That, that's why I always tell you, if you've got something going on and you need prayer, call. Let's, God can intervene, amen? He can intervene quicker than me. You, you understand that God can intervene in your situation quicker than Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda. We're here to help. Yes, amen. But God can intervene now. So that's why it's important that we switch things around and we say, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to begin to talk to God. I'm going to begin to ask, ask God what I need to ask God. And I'm going to begin to thank God over my situation. And I'm going to begin to speak life over this situation. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, I'm talking a lot about speech, aren't I, huh? So get, you know, get this, everything filters through your mind, good or bad. But, you know, the, the believer, the thing you have is the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So you have that filter. Don't ignore that filter. Simple, right? Don't ignore the filter of the Holy Spirit that tells you not to go this way or not to do this, not to sin. Amen. 
to confess sin. If you sin, confess sin and say, Lord, I forgive me of my sins. But I'm going to tell you, the other side of that is, you know, it, repentance. And, you know, and we, we need to talk more about that because repentance of sin basically means that, you know what, I repent of my sin and I turn from my sin and I, 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 I leave it there. I don't pick it back up. I, I leave it there. I'm laying it there. And, you know, and that's one of the things. I'm, you know, I'm laying it there. And I'm going to tell you, even in confession, confession coming out of your mouth, I can, it's, you know, Catholics do confession. Con confess your sins before, before one another. The Bible talks about that and teaches that. But like even, even confession, confessing your sins. I, I have this thing that I have to get rid of. There's something about speaking even that. Does, does that make sense? So understand, there, there's, there's real power in confession in the things that come out of your mouth. Amen. I'm going to give you guys, I think, four things tonight. And um, because, you know, on Wednesday nights, we've been taking the time and we, you know, we've been, you know, talking about leadership. And one of the things that I feel like is so vitally important for a leader to understand is, is, is the confession and things that come out of their mouth. Because listen, if you want to be a strong leader in your home, you want to be a strong leader in your workplace, you know, if you will change your confession in the things that come out of your mouth, I mean, that can move you very quick and elevate you very quick. You know, I, you know, I even, I'll use my brother back here as an example because I knew that he began to confess that he was believing in the Lord for a raise. And he was, he was beginning to confess those things out of his mouth. I'm believing that, you know, it's in my time and I'm going to get a raise. I got another brother over here believing and confessing out of his mouth that he was going to get a raise. And, and it was all through confession. And you begin to confess those things. I, I, you know, I believe this. I believe that. And then, you know, they, they turn their confession into thanksgiving. Lord, thank you. I've now confessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. But I'm going to give you guys uh, four things tonight. And I want you guys to, number one. Four things that you can confess to, become a, uh, to becoming a better leader. These are things that you can confess. I am blessed to be a blessing. To my family, my church, work, and the people around me. I am blessed to be a blessing to my family, church, work, and the people around me. And, you know, this is a confession that you can make. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, not every day that I wake up do I feel blessed. Sometimes my feet hurt. Sometimes I wake up with a headache. Sometimes I've got this. Sometimes I've got that. But one of the things that I've learned in the Word of God, contrary to how I feel, I have, I have control over what comes out of my mouth. So if I don't feel very well over a situation or circumstance, I can confess out of my mouth, Lord, thank you for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for my feet that I'm able to walk today. Amen. So, so I want you to understand that even right now, that you, that you can begin to change things. You can become a better leader in your home, in your workplace, in the church, in your family. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and 11. Let's look at 
that real quick. I want to show you a piece of scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and 11. And it says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, He has despaired abroad, and He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. So all grace abounds towards you. That you have all things. That that you walk in the blessing of God. And you know, I, I want you to understand that when you walk in the blessing of God, you should in return look to be a blessing to others. It's, it's not for you to be, I'm blessed by God, and, and, and you hold it and you hoard it. Because see, we miss, we miss what Jesus was about. Jesus, Jesus was a giver. Everybody knows that, right? Everybody knows that Jesus was a giver. He said, it's better to give than receive. You know, Jesus poured out his life. He gave his life. So the greatest example of giving is Jesus Christ. So Jesus was a giver. You know, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's like why it's important that we see ourselves as, as, as being generous in all, in all areas, in all occasions. And I'm thankful, you know, because I'm, I'm looking at people even here tonight. I know how, gen- you know, God, you're very generous. You know, even just us showing up on Fish Street and people bringing stuff and, and helping out and, and seeing the generosity in hearts of people. You know, that's huge. That's huge, and, 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 God, and God looks down upon that and finds that favorable. But understand this. I am blessed to be a blessing. So, you, you know, even, even beginning to understand and even, even saying those things, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed, to, I, I am blessed by God to be a blessing to others. And listen, when you begin to make that confession out of your mouth, these are confessions. When you begin to make that confession out of your mouth, you will see things begin to shift. I believe that. I'm blessed to be a blessing because what it does is it begins to put God in the forefront. It begins to put God right up, you know, at the top. I'm blessed to be a blessing because, you know, what it does is it not only takes the focus off of you, it puts it on. It puts it from you onto others being a bl- I'm blessed to be a blessing to others. It's not for me to just to walk in and all all the it's so that I can be a blessing to others. So even when you begin to make that confession, man, God moves through that confession. And he'll give you, op- you know, the thing about the Lord, he will give you opportunities to serve. Amen. He will give you opportunities to serve. The Lord will. Yeah. Amen. The Lord will give you opportunities to serve. Amen. Confession number two. I will speak life over my surroundings. And I wrote this down today, and I, I, I wrote down, I will speak life over life, over, over my life. I will speak life, because we understand death and life are in the power of the tongue. But, you know, it's important that you understand that it, you, you speak life over your surroundings, the things that are around you. You know, one of the things I stressed earlier was your kids, speaking life over your children, speaking life over your family. My mom and dad, you know, my mom and dad have passed away, but I speak life over Miranda's parents. Thank you, Lord, for their life. I speak blessing over their life. Thank you, Lord. Does that you guys with me? 
So it's like confessing, confessing, making confessions over things, over your surroundings. You know, where you live, where you work, where you play. You know, even where you play. You know, I, I, I've been, I've done like even mountain trips, you know, where I went fishing. I pray. I pray before I go fishing. You ever go play basketball and you feel like, man, I should pray? You know, because, I mean, there's times I wished I would have prayed before I played basketball because I got hurt. You know, I broke an ankle or whatever. But, but you know, it, it's like even where you play, where, where you go and enjoy things, you, you, can, you can confess these things out of your mouth. Lord, I thank you for your protection. You guys, if there's anything I want you to understand tonight, is understand there's, there's, there's power in your words. These confessions that you make are important. Confessions over your life are so important. You know, I, I think so many situations over in our life now come through confession. Come through learning how to confess things. You know, I, I remember we were believing the Lord for a vehicle. And, you know, and I mean, you know, there, there's things that you can believe the Lord for. I mean, you know, believe in the Lord for a car. We had given a car away. The Lord told us to give it away. And and uh, we had picked up a, another pickup truck. Uh, somebody had given us. It was it was a blessing. But, you know, we were believing the Lord for another vehicle. You know, because, you know, I she had well, she was home with, I think, two kids at the time, three, you know, and I was traveling all over half the state. And, you know, in my mind, it was like, well, if something happens. We live in a country. She's got no way to, to get out of here, you know, you know, and, and, and believing the Lord for things. And, you know, and I'm telling you, that's the thing. You never quit confessing those things. Lord, you know, I thank you. I thank you that you're going to make a way. I'm not going to quit, Father. I'm not going to quit believing. I'm not going to quit believing in faith for these things. And you know, and this is the thing, even going back to even actually Sunday when I was preaching about this, understand something. You know, you continue to stay in the confession of things. You, can st- you, you continue to contend in the faith for things. You know, it's like what I said, Abraham waited 24 years to actually have that visit from God again. So it's, it's important that you're, you, you, you remain diligent in, in, in your confessions. Don't back away from what, you, what you're speaking. You know, this is, people a lot of times will do that. They confess, they'll confess, they'll confess. They don't see something happen in three weeks, a month, six weeks. They'll quit confessing. Maybe God doesn't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been there before. Maybe God doesn't really want me to have that. Keep your confessions, amen? Because I, God always wants to advance his kingdom, amen? Especially around kingdom things. Does God want you to have a house? Yes, amen, he wants you to have a house. Does he want you to have food in your refrigerator? Amen, he wants you to have food in your refrigerator. God wants these things for his people. Amen? That he truly does. He truly wants these things for his people. And that's why that confession side is so important. But, you know, we, uh, even back to the car, you know, we, we, we confessed. We believed. And we continued to confess. It took a few years. Can I tell you? See, this is the key. It took a few years. You know, the thing about being a Christian that you don't walk in all of it today. You don't, everything just magically doesn't happen today. It takes time to walk some of this stuff out. That's the reality. That's the true reality. So I will speak life over my surroundings. I will speak life. So, you know, over your stuff, go bless your stuff. You got stuff at your house? Bless it. Get some anointing oil? Bless your stuff. Lord, thank you for this apartment. Thank you for this house. Thank you, Lord, for my car. I've anointed many cars. I've had to a few times to keep them running. Amen. Lord, thank you. 
Six more months, praise Jesus. And one more year. Lord, I thank you for these tires. I'm rubbing oil on the tires, you know, keep, keep the tires going. So, you know, it, it, it matters. It matters what, you know, because if you start talking about your broken down car, what's going to happen? It's going to break down. It's going to break down. You, you start cursing something, right? You start, well, you know, this car, going to have to get a new one. You know, every time I hear pe people say this, it's like, it's really funny because, you know, they'll say, well, you know, I've had this car for six years now. And it's about time to trade it in. It's not going to last much longer. Y you know what? You're right. It ain't going to last much longer because <laughs> you, 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 you're speaking over that car. Well, you know, going to always have a car payment. And about seven-year mark now, I'm, you know, seeing this new car. It's a, it's a choice. But it's like that confession is so important. It's so important. Number three, I will confess the word of God over my situations. I will confess the word of God over my situations. Listen, don't confess just your problems. Find a solution to your problem in the word of God. Amen? Find a solution to your problem in the word of God. What does the word say about what I'm needing right now? And this is so important about confession. Because e even right now, you know, if you're needing a healing in your body, you, you need something physically done in your body. What does the Bible say about that? What does the word of God say about that? Can I possess this? Can I have this? Does the, can this actually happen to me in my life? So, you know, you, you plug yourself in with, with things around faith, people that, that can teach you, people that can show you. But uh, above else, what the Word of God actually says about things. Amen. You know, as I heard last night, like Psalms 91 is in the Old Testament. And, you know, and it talks about healing over our bodies. And, you know, in the New Testament says that we, we, we operate out of a better covenant. We're under a better covenant. Isn't that something? So, you know, if people talk about his healing for today, yeah, it's for today. Amen. Because we operate under a better covenant. Amen. So, so you need to confess the word of God over your situations. And I want to tell you guys this. You know, confessing the word of God even when things are good. Don't quit. Don't quit confessing. You know, you, you, can, you can walk in the miracles of God, you can walk in the abundance of the Lord, absolutely. But when, but when those things happen, it's not time to coast. Okay, it's not time just well, you know, go for more, go for more with God, Amen. You know, it's because when you do more for God and you you become more for God, you do more for Him, Amen. When your eyes are upon Him, you you will do more for Him. And I want to tell you guys this, that above all else, the word of God works. The word of God works if you apply it in your life. It's why it's important to have the word of God poured into you. It's important, you know, faith comes by hearing, so it's important that we hear the word of God. You know, you can watch preaching on TV, you can see it. You know, one of the things I love about the, the seeing of God is, the, is signs, wonders, and miracles. Isn't it great when you see a sign or a wonder or a miracle? You actually see God do something? Man, that's powerful. You know, I want to say this even about, even about the confessing the word of God over, over, over your situations. You know, it's important that you pattern yourself. 
You pattern yourself, uh, you know, by, by seeing and watching what others do. You know, uh, one of the things I know Pastor Moran and I have done over our life, and, you know, it, by, by learning how to have a positive confession, we watch what people do. We, we watch, you know, people that, that, that uh, you know, even around healing. You know, we watch people. We attach ourselves to, to people that operate, that preach in that, that teach in that. You know, and, and, you know well-rounded or, or around things like that. So it's like, you know, you are what you, you know, you are what you watch, right? Anybody ever heard that? You are, you know, what you, what you watch is what you become. You know, it, it's like what you pour into you is, is what you can become. I mean, you know, if, you know, if you want to be a police officer and you watch all these shows every night, I mean, you, you, you can be a cop, absolutely. But it's like, you know, the things that you pour in, you can go to school, you can do all this, you know, but what you pour into you is, is, is truly what you become. So it's important that you pattern yourself after, after seeing those things and watching people. You know, I, I watch, I've watched several sermons this week. You know, just watching sermons, watching, watching the character and mannerisms of, of pastors. And then, you know, some just so, you know, powerful, anointed men and women of God. I've watched, and I'm just like, wow, that's cool. You know, there's such a flow. There's such a flow in how easy they make things look. You know, I, I, I want that. I want that gift. So I pattern myself after watching. And, you know, and then the other side of that, too, is like, I, I confess that. I confess that out of my mouth. Lord, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I want to be a better preacher. I want to be a better pastor. You know, show me, show me the ways that I can do this. And the fourth one, I'm going to give you this fourth one. This is a confession that I want you to make. I will do more now and then the next year than I did the, than, than I did in the previous year for the Lord. I will do more now and in these next four months than I have in the previous year. And the reason I, I, I say this, because even with confession, if you don't see yourself going somewhere, you won't. If you don't see yourself out of a situation, if you can't, you can't look at the situation you're in and, and, and see yourself coming out of it, you, you, you won't. So there's where you've got to get help. You've got to get somebody to come in. And, and, you know, people, you know, there are people, even here, there are people that, that want to help you. I never want to see people get stuck. You know, if I get stuck, I, uh, there's certain people I'll watch. You know, if I get stuck, I'll talk to Miranda. You'll, she'll encourage me. She gets stuck, we encourage one another. That's, that's what we do. So I never want to see anybody get stuck. But you have to begin to see yourself coming out of the place in which you're in. That my life's not going to look like it looked four, four months ago, five months ago, six months ago, a year ago. And I believe that I'm looking at people even here tonight. Your, your life's not even the same as it was a month ago. God showed up. He showed off. And there's been some things that have happened in your life. Amen. And, that, and that's what God does. But it gets better, and it gets better, and it keeps getting better. And it's so important. Here, here, please hear this. It's so important because your life can be driven by the things that now, now are coming out of your mouth. I'm not going backwards. No, amen. I'm, I'm not going to pick this up anymore. Amen. I'm going to continue to advance. I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm going to be a blessing to my family. That's why confessions are so important. It's not just to confess your sins before God. It's important that you do that. You know, people get you got something going on. You need to get it right with God. Get it right with God. But listen, your confessions matter. 
So when you, I, you know, make this, my life is not going to be the same. I'm confessing, I'm declaring, I'm prophesying, amen, that my life is going to be different a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. I'm going to have a new car. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have, I'm going to have these things. I'm going to have a job, amen. I'm going to get a raise. You know, when you begin to put, <laughs> put those things out there, you know what you're doing when you're speaking that? You're giving life to it. You know, I always think about that. I always think in the spiritual, you're giving life to things. You're giving, you're giving life to things in the spirit. Just even think about that. You know, an angel comes by and he picks that up. And he takes it over and he drops it off of Pastor Brad. Hey, Pastor Brad, you pray for this. I'm not saying that's how it happens. But, but, when, you, but when you speak, you're giving life to something. And it feels good. It feels good. Giving life to things feels good. Changing, changing the things that we, we, changing the things that, you know, what we say, man, it feels good. You, and you may say, I, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Start with the small things. Start with the small things. The, I mean, the smallest of smallest things, start with them. I'm going to, you know, I'm making a confession now. I'm, I, you know, even that confession, I'm not going to stay where I, where I was a, a, a week ago, a month ago, two weeks ago. I'm, I'm making that confession. Get motivated, amen? Get motivated by God. Get, motiv get, get the Holy Ghost motivation. I'm telling you, that spirit, you know, I go back to even what I said earlier, that spirit of God that lives inside of you, that burns inside of you, he'll help you. He'll help you. He'll help you move things along in your life. And you, you can move into things very quickly with the Lord, amen? Amen. Pastor Brian, do you have anything you want to share tonight, Brad? Sure? Okay. Senior you over there with your Bible. I didn't know if she was reading, so... Well, praise God. You know, in a, to close this out tonight, if you don't see yourself going somewhere, you, you likely won't. So please hear me. You, you keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Don't, don't, don't stop dreaming. Believe. Believe God for stuff. Believe God. Hey, I can, get, I can come through this. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going backwards. I'm going to live and not die. Amen. I mean... I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live to see these things come to pass. I'm going to live to see my kids get older. Amen. I'm going to live to be able to, 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 to show my children the blessing of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to fight for these things. Amen. And, and, you know, and listen, I'm telling you, I promise you, this stuff is worth fighting for. Work your faith. Work your faith. And I'm going to tell you guys, hear me. Serving the Lord is not hard. Serving the Lord is not hard. It's the easiest thing to do if you just say yes to him. And I want to close out tonight. It's not hard. It's not hard to serve God. You know, a lot of times it just it, it, it involves just us getting there. Getting to that place where we can hear the preaching of the word. We can get a scripture into our hearts. And that guess what? That word can come out of our mouth. And I'm telling you, you know, even tonight, some of you got to, even tonight, you've got to learn to speak the word. You've got to, you know, don't hold it in. Don't hold it in here. You've got to learn to speak the word. Because, see, the devil, what he does is he wants to lock that word up inside of people. He wants to hold, have people hold that word inside. You don't say that. You don't speak that. You're not worthy enough to do that. You've got this going on in your life. You, 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 don't, you, don't, have, you don't have access to God. 
And the devil is a liar. Amen. You've got to begin to speak that word and declare that word out of your mouth, that confession. Confession. 